friends, welcome to today's episode of Impact Today. We are so happy you joined us. My name is Mark, this is Victoria, and uh, we're very excited about what God has for us today in His Word. We want to encourage you to, if you have a Bible, to get a Bible out and uh, follow along, take notes, look up these scriptures later. You can also go to our website at impacttoday.tv, and you can click on the links there to to see this episode or past episodes, any episode you want, and listen to it via podcast or watch uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, so, praise God. Thanks for joining us. And are you excited, Victoria? Yes, I am. Today, we're going to talk about something that affects all of us. And really, all of our shows are about healing and how to receive your healing from the Lord. But what I want to talk about today is something that we all deal with that can actually bring sickness into our lives. And that is worrying. Um, even in the medical world, in the secular world, um, doctors and scientists have proven that a person who worries a lot ends up with diseases, ends up sick. Mm -hmm. So we really want to look at worry and look at how we can overcome it. First, we want to turn to Psalm chapter 37 and verse 8. Psalm 37 verse 8, it says, Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Listen to this part. Do not fret, it only causes harm. Do not fret. If you look up fret, in the dictionary, fret means to constantly worry and be anxious. So the writer's telling us, don't be worried, don't be anxious. It also means a feeling of uneasiness, which you can carry around with you through a whole day if you um, don't pay attention and don't deal with it. Fret means to be distressed, to be upset, and to be overly concerned. Now, there's a certain measure of concern that we need to have just to operate in daily life. You need to take care of your business. You need to feed your kids. You need to go places and do things. So, And the Bible even says that um, the Lord will perfect that which concerns us. So we all have concerns of daily life. But this is talking about being overly concerned, being anxious, being irritable and distressed over the things going on around you and in your life. Yeah. So it says, do not fret. Yes. It only causes harm. Yes. That means that the only thing that this will do is bring harm into your life. What kind of harm? Well, it opens the door to demonic oppression, for one thing. And as I said in the beginning, it also opens the door to sickness and disease, which the root cause of that is demonic oppression to come into your life. So we don't want fret. We don't want worry. We don't want concern in our lives. Yes. Here's another verse. Proverbs 12, verse 25. It says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. 
Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. A lot of people deal with depression, but the root of it is anxiety. Amen. And so we're going to show you today what you can do to get rid of the anxiety. And when you get rid of the anxiety, the depression has to go. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Which we're going to talk about. Um, So I want to go to Philippians chapter 4 now, and I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. And first, I'm just going to read the whole thing straight through. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. There's a lot. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, There's a lot in this. So I just kind of want to take it piece by piece. It started out saying, don't be pulled in different directions. I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, as soon as my mind is awake, it starts going to every single thing that's going on in my life. All, all our responsibilities, all our concerns. You know, we have three kids. Um, we have a lot to manage. We have a lot of things going on. And as soon as I wake up, my mind will just start reeling out to all these things. And I find that if I don't, at the very beginning, as soon as I'm awake, worship Jesus, it can get out of control And I've lost it right there for the whole day. (laughs) So I really try, as soon as I wake up, um, in my bed, I'm just going to worship you, Jesus. I gather myself. Um, So that's the picture I get when it says, don't be pulled in different directions. Don't let those thoughts start pulling you out. Gather yourself. A good way to gather yourself is just to focus on Jesus and worship him. Then it says, or be worried about a thing. Um, This thought came to me yesterday. If you have a word, you don't have to worry. Okay, so you wake up and you have all these concerns and all these different worries, you know, coming at you. This happened, I think it was yesterday. I came downstairs and I just told Mark, I'm worried about so many things. And he said, well, let's just take them one by one. And that's really good because you can't just push them away with mental power. Okay, you can distract yourself from them. Um, The world does that, you know, by drinking or whatever to distract yourself from your problem. You can turn on the TV and kind of zone out to escape your problems, but they will still be there. Those worries will still be there. You cannot fight thoughts with thoughts. You can't use mental energy to push them away. So what do we do? We have to get a word 
from God for each worry. Because when you have a word, you don't have to worry. And so that's what we did. He said, you know, what are you worried about? So I told him this. And he said, okay, well, we have a promise for that. And he said it. And I said it. Okay, we can check that one off. You know, if you have the word, you don't have to worry. Let me give you an example. Maybe you wake up and it's pressing on you. How am I going to pay these bills? We need to buy groceries. Here comes the worry. Well, do you have a word from God for that? Well, you do. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You say it, you think about it, you grab a hold of it, and that word cancels that worry out. Then you take the next one. And you know, if you're in the habit of worrying, this could be a full-time job for a while, you know, to break free from that. But you can do it. Yeah, in fact, you know, I I heard a minister recently, he was teaching on breaking the worry habit. Mm -hmm. And he says, "When when you're up against a situation... Those thoughts and concerns might come to you literally every 10, 15 seconds. Well, do you just, you know, wait for five minutes till it builds up and then try to pray? No, no. You take every thought captive. 2 Corinthians 10 says we take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And it might be a process. It might be a battle at first. But it you, is. But yes. you, it comes, you grab a hold of it. Hey, this doesn't line up with what God has said. And you speak what God has said. And, you, and then you, you release that thing. You, you, you cast it unto the Lord. And you might be going down the, you know, walking down the road. You might only walk 10 meters. And all of a sudden that thought's coming back again. Grab a hold of it. Mm-hmm. Speak the word of God against it. And sooner or later, that thing will lose its grip on your life and it'll be gone. Amen. That's right. So don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Number one, you collect yourself. Number two, you speak a word and it cancels out the worry. Then it says, be saturated in prayer throughout each day. I love this because... I love to pray in the Spirit. And when you pray in the Spirit, you get saturated with the Spirit. And you can literally saturate your whole day in prayer. It's up to you, right? The Bible says, um, but you praying in the Holy Ghost, building yourself up. When you pray in the Spirit, it's like a spiritual building being built brick by brick by brick inside of you. And it's completely up to you how big you want that building That's to right. be. That's right. And what, what is praying in the Holy Spirit? Well, one big way, one main way of praying in the Holy Spirit is praying in other tongues. Mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 says, He who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. So you're building yourself up. When you're praying in other tongues, you're getting edified inwardly, stronger and stronger and stronger. There's a lot of people out there, especially in America, who, Christians even, you know, they got big muscles because they they go to the gym. They're big on the outside, but if we were to see through the eyes of the Spirit, their inward man would be weak and and, and frail Mm -hmm. because they're investing only in the outward man not in their inward man. When you pray in tongues, it's like you're going to the gym, except you're communing with your heavenly father and you're building yourself up. Mm -hmm. 
I was just reading about the Apostle Paul and how they said he was a very small man. Mm -hmm. And I never really thought about it before. But he said, I thank my God, I pray in tongues more than you all. So even though he came in a little package, he was a powerhouse for God. It's amazing. And this is something you have complete control over. There's a lot of things you have no control over, but you have complete control over how much you want to pray in the Spirit every day. So I love this. Be uh, Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. That means in the morning, at noon, at night, throughout the day. Amen. Amen. Offering your faith-filled requests before God. What is a faith-filled request? It's a, it's, a, it's a request that's full of the Word. Yeah. You know, prayer is not twisting God's arm trying to get Him to do something for you. Prayer is finding out what He wants to do for you in His Word and say, this is what you've promised. Come do it now. I take you at your word. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't like that name it and claim it crowd. Well, what do you really, what, you know, if you want to be derogatory and say, well, name it and claim it's not a good thing. But what does that really mean, name it, claim it? It means mm-hmm. you're taking what God has, what you have found in his word, part of the covenant that's been ratified by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And say, yeah. That is what you've promised me. I claim your promises. God delights in fulfilling his promises for his people. Amen. So a faith-filled request, it's not begging, it's not whining, it's not pleading, it's not crying. It's full of the word of God. It's full of confidence. Amen. Um, Offer your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. I love this because it is impossible to be overflowing with gratitude and worry at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, you say, Lord, I thank you. You said you would meet all of my needs. Thank you that all of my needs are met. Now I'm going to overflow with gratitude. Praise you, Lord, my needs are met. You can't do that and worry at the same time. Uh, It's amazing. Tell him every detail of your life. I love this so much. When I first read this um, version, this in this um, passion the Passion Translation, that really stood out to me. That I don't have to have, you know, I do have set aside prayer times where I I'm sitting there before the Lord and I I kind of bring Him things like on a list and talk to Him about things. But after reading this, you know, I'm just walking my dog. I walk my dog every day, and now I'm telling God every detail of my life. And it's amazing because it's more like a conversation that I would have with a friend, you know, with a dad. I'm walking down the street, and I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to tell you every detail of my life. And I mention something, and it's amazing. He's talking back to me. Yes. And it's not religious. It's just beautiful. It's wonderful. So if you're constantly telling him every detail of your life, you're acknowledging him constantly. You're saying, I know you're there. I know you see. I know you're listening to me. And the Bible says that when you acknowledge him, he directs your path. It's a beautiful thing. It's wonderful. Tell him every detail of your life. Okay, so what are we doing? We're collecting ourselves. We're speaking a word for each worry. 
We are saturating our day in prayer. We are offering faith-filled prayers with overflowing gratitude, and we're telling God every detail of our lives. Verse 7 says, this is what's going to happen when you do all that. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So instead of worrying, we do all these other things, and then the peace comes. Yes. And then the answers to the things we're concerned about, they come to us. Yes. You know, it's, in, it's found in the presence of God. The key, I tell you, one of the greatest keys to success is really just hanging out with God, mm. spending time with Him. Uh, Isaiah 40, listen to what this says. Isaiah 40, verse uh, 29, it says, He, talking about God, gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, notice it says, but those who wait on the Lord. That, that word wait, I want to, I found this in the Hebrew. The word wait, because she, Miss Victoria here, keeps on talking about uh, collecting yourself. The word wait there literally means to bind together, perhaps by twisting. You take two things and you bind it together. When you wait on the Lord, you're twisting yourself into Him. You're joining yourself into Him. It also means to collect. Wow. To wait on the Lord means to collect. You know, the old time prayers back from the 1400s, 1500s, they had a, a phrase called recollection. Now today the word recollection means to remember but in their mind what they meant to recollect was to recollect yourself hmm. you know we we go through life and like miss victoria said you know you you know this is going on so your mind's over there and now this is going on this is going on this is going on this is going on uh, and your mind gets all scattered and what the bible's telling you here is when you wait on the lord you are recollecting, you're collecting, you're gathering yourself so your mind is right here in the moment, in the present with God, yeah. worshiping God. I have found for me, back to praying in tongues, if we have needs, if, if there's things going on, like how, how are you going to do this, how are you going to do that, how are you doing this? When I get into the presence of the Lord and I pray in tongues and I speak his word, suddenly it's like, oh, wow, everything's great. Everything's going to be fine. I have joy. I have peace. I know. I have this, this inward assurance. Everything's going to be okay. Then you leave. You're done with your time of prayer and you leave. All of a sudden those thoughts can come back. Yeah. What do you do? You get back in the presence of God. See, that's where faith is. When you are assured that you have the answer, and you have perfect peace, perfect joy, and you find it in the presence of God, stay in the presence of yeah, God. why leave? Why leave? <laughs> Amen? Now, that, there's a twofold purpose there. Number one, you know, your mind's not worried. Amen? 
you're in peace and you're in joy. But not only that, when you're in the presence of God and you're bringing your requests to the Lord and you're praying in tongues, guess what's happening? Not only are you, you, you're, you have peace and joy in the midst of the, the, the situation, God is working on right. your behalf. Right. He is performing it. He is executing it. He is working the miracle, not you, he. So it's not just about you being well while everything still remains a disaster. That's right. It's you being well and the master of the universe is yeah. fixing the problem. Amen. And see, yeah. there, there is, there's the problem when people try to do it man's way. Mm. You know, uh, in Africa, sometimes people have problems. They go to the witch doctor. After the witch doctor's done with them, they have more problems. Mm -hmm. Here in America, you know, and maybe in your nation where you're listening, people have issues, they have anxieties, they have concerns, they have worries. This is happening in their life, that's happening in their life. So what do they do? A lot of times they run to the bottle. They go to alcohol or they get medication and they do this and they do that. And, you know, I, I, now I understand if someone has to go to the doctor and the doctor prescribes it, but be careful be careful from the trap of just numbing yourself to the situation, yeah. and then you're not going to God for him to solve the problem. Yeah, because really, anxiety and depression, it's a symptom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might need medication to treat those symptoms so you can function mm -hmm. in your daily life, but if you never get to the root cause of your anxiety and depression, you're not being made whole. Yeah. And so it's like you said, you don't want to just medicate that indefinitely. Now, this is coming from somebody who has taken medication mm -hmm. for anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. So we are not right. anti doing that. Um, but, you know, I no longer do mm -hmm. because I did get to the root of it mm -hmm. and God did heal my heart. Um, so that's what you're saying, Amen. Um, I think. Yeah, yeah, you just, you don't want to, you want to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You want to be honest with God and honest with yourself. Don't just numb the pain. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. There's a solution. God does not want you to live in a state of dependency on anything or anyone else he, except himself. You know, um, here in this country, you can go in and see a doctor and mm -hmm. say, Something's wrong with me. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with me. That is the heart cry of man yes. just trying to be made right with God. Yes. But you can go to a doctor, you can say that, and they will give you a pill to make that feeling go away. Amen. Do you want a pill to make the feeling go away, or do you want to fix the problem? The solution is Jesus Christ. The solution is always Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen. Can you talk about salvation in Jesus yeah. Christ? Amen. You know, Jesus is the answer. Yes. Some people, you might be watching right now, and there's such a, an emptiness inside of you. You might even make a lot of money, mm -hmm. but you just know inside there's something is wrong. You're empty. And you even go to alcohol, and you have a temporary good feeling but then you go into a deeper depression or you go into, there's even more problems. And you're, I'm telling you, there's freedom in Jesus Christ. He loves you so much. And the Bible says that he came to this earth 
the Lord Jesus Christ became a man. He clothed himself with human flesh so that he could go to the cross for you and me and bear all our guilt, our sin, our shame, our our rejection. He was rejected so we could be accepted. He was made sin so we could have his righteousness. He was made sick so that we could be healed. Every need of man is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. So today, and, and not only that, when he died, he didn't just die. He rose again from the dead. Yes. He's alive right now. Yes. He loves you. He loves you. Uh, the Bible says we can cast all our care unto the Lord, for he cares for us. Amen. He watches over you affectionately. He has an affection for you. He, he loves you. And the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall, shall be, be saved. saved. So let me lead you in a prayer right now. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you did at one time, but you haven't been walking real close to the Lord. Just say this prayer after me. Say, so dear God in heaven, dear God in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. I come to you in Jesus' name. I need your help. I need your help. And I believe, and I believe that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is your son. Is your son. I believe. I believe. He died on the cross. He died on the cross. In my place. In my place. To take my sin. To take my sin. Shed His blood. Shed His blood. To wash away all of my sin. To wash away all of my sin. I believe that. I believe that. I believe you raised Him from the dead. I believe you raised Him from the dead. He is the Christ. He is the Christ. He is the Son of God. He is the Son of God. And I confess Jesus. And I confess Jesus as my Lord. As my Lord. I turn from my sin. I turn from my sin. And I give you my life fully. I give you my life fully. Now, Lord Jesus. Now, Lord Jesus. Come. Come. Live inside of me. Live inside of me. I give my whole being to you. I give my whole being to you. Amen. 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 If you've prayed that with all of your heart, I announce to you as a servant of the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I announce to you, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Father, I pray for these people. And I ask you right now that you teach them to put into practice the things we taught the things that Victoria shared, that we would not allow anxiety and depression to dominate our lives, but we would cast all of our care, all of our concerns over unto you. We'd collect ourselves and focus on you and your promises, saturating our lives with prayer in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you perfect that which concerns the people in Jesus' Jesus mighty name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we'd love to hear from you. So go to our website at impacttoday.tv and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. See you next time. God bless. Impact Today is made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.